spend all my money Bought a big old fancy car For these bright-eyed honeys Oh yeah, you know who you are Keep me up till the sun is high Till the birds start calling my name I'm addicted and I don't know why Guess I've always been this way All these roads steer me wrong But I still drive them all night long All night Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Boundaries Podcast, where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. I, I, I meant to get the episode number for this one and, and start that off in the new year. I guess that'll be something delayed that we'll do on the next episode of 2020. But as always, it's your boys Deep Thought and the most influential guy in Charlotte, Jay. We appreciate y'all for listening. As always, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Tune in, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. I'm trying to curse less this year. Nah, I'm bullshit. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that. That's uh, on on the on the on the new shorts, the new snippets that we're doing. That's actually something that we need to work work on. We need to make sure that we're not cursing so much because uh, YouTube is getting to the point where they're flagging people a lot for cursing. Some weird weird crap they're doing. So uh. For those, yeah, I'll definitely tone it down. But for uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and, and Apple Podcasts, fuck that shit. I'm still <laughs> cursing. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a, uh, it's your boy Welly F. Um, deep thought, deep thought, or something. I don't know what that's about, man. Matter of fact, the whole bunch. No, man, but uh, yeah, man, it's 2020. Um, it's uh. Well, the the weird thing so far, man, like the weather's been beautiful, man. I can't even lie. It's weird. It's like, that's one thing I've noticed about this year so far. The weather's been beautiful. Uh, my phone's been pretty dry. Uh, and like, I'm only, you know, I'm only really been communicating with people that actually have stuff to talk about. Like it's, th- this year starting off pretty great. Like I feel, I feel good about this year. I feel good about every year, but um, yeah, man, that's, that's. That's kind of where my head is right now. Like I don't, it's not, it's not nothing really to worry about right now. Like I'm good. Like uh, I'm not, not bragging, but it's it's kind of funny. Like because I don't, I'm not. I think I think most people, they come into the new year and like they they treat it like it's some magical cleansing or something. But like I mean, I just recognize it as a. I mean, it's a new year. It, it is what it is. But it, it like it's cool to know that on this date, in these few days. Shit's been pretty good. Like I ain't, I ain't been tripping about nothing. I mean, towards the end of 2019, I wasn't really tripping. That shit was straight. To me, I feel shit like was straight. I, I wouldn't, you know. I feel like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna start this on January one, and I'm gonna do all these things. It's, and it's kind of like people say, oh yeah, I'm gonna start working out on Mondays. Like, you know, what the hell Monday got to do with anything? If you feel it right now, <laughs> just go get it knocked out. And I look at it as a whole. It's like, all right, boom. This is. I, I don't even say, you know, on my birthday. Okay, let me start chapter 33 and or 32 or whatever and see how that's gonna go it's like and just niggas just start the day and, and when you look back on the book of life you know just say yeah i started this and i finished this and i accomplished this and i failed at this but you know this is my whole book of life i mean if you have to if you have to quote unquote 
eat the elephant bite by bite and you break it up in the chapters that are years and whatever, what have you. Hey, whatever works for you, because I've been told recently that me and you, we judge people too much. So do what you do. I was talking to my son in the car a while ago and like he was telling me how he was having a conversation with one of his friends and like his friend said some stupid shit and he said like they kind of like start going back and forth. And then, like, I, I've seen my son talking to his friend before, and I've seen where he does this thing sometimes where, like, his friend will say something stupid and he just stare at him. I'm like, <laughs> you need to start doing that more. Like, when somebody says some dumb shit to you, just fucking stare at them. Look them dead in the eyes and just look at them until they get uncomfortable. And then that'll, that'll, be, that'll be the end of it. Because... I've in it no 2019 2014 whatever like I've always kind of tried to get to the point where like people could say whatever they want about me like people put all these labels on us and it's like to be honest with you they really haven't provided any real proof like we're like we're normal people in a sense of we have opinions we don't feel our we don't feel our opinions are supreme though we just <laughs> we just have our opinions and Every time we, we state an opinion, it's always something. Oh, y'all are judgmental. Y'all are misogynistic. Let me tell you, people, 2020 is going to be even fucking worse then because I'm not holding nothing back. Like Sean said, I'm Mr. Controversy. Fuck it. I'll be Mr. Controversy because I will always release my unconventional deep thoughts to you fuckers because you deserve them. You deserve them. Like People need to hear the truth. That is what No Boundaries is about. I didn't start No Boundaries to be a fucking entertainer. I started No Boundaries because I wanted to actually have conversations from the time to time that mean something. Because my day-to-day conversations with people are either me telling my son something or me talking to people at work. That shit gets boring. Let's have real conversations. I mean, I'm, let me put you in a difficult situation to, to see how you react. Like, can you handle yourself? And I even, I even tell myself um, from from doing this podcast, people say, oh, you know, you're nervous about this interview. You're nervous about this this." Um, meeting or this, this is like, I talk as a hobby. <laughs> like, like, why am I gonna, why am I gonna nut up now? It's like I, I have conversations as a hobby. So to me, to have a professional conversation, yeah, I'm gonna watch my language and you know articulate myself a little bit differently. But you know, I I talk for fun. Straight up, it's, it it is fun. It's it's fun, especially when you're when you're talking to learn and not talking to fight. You know, and that's 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 one that that was one of the biggest takeaways from the uh from the live podcast. Like I wasn't arguing, we wasn't fighting with nobody. We just had, we in that mug talking, and I like that because I I know for a fact that people walked away and they learned something. And I feel like if you're living, you're learning. Like yeah, that's that's what you need to be doing. Like you can't. I don't care if you're 63. Like you can't know it all. You can't even think you know it all. Like it's ridiculous. If you if you're at the age of 29 or 32 and you actually think that you know it all, like that's a problem. That's a that's a that's a huge problem, and and I and I would I would actually argue that there are a lot of twenty seven and twenty four year olds walking around right here and right now that think they even that know it all. Sort of like that uh, Greta Thunberg chick, uh, the little sixteen you know um, the little sixteen year old climate climate girl. It's like, like I respect the movement. Like I respect all of that. Like I know that it comes from a place of concern, but like. You wagging your finger at the rest of the world like you just better than everybody else. Like, be very, very careful with that. Be very careful with that. And remember, you are just 16. Regardless, I don't care if you're 16 and you're listening to this right now. Like, 
the human brain isn't fully developed until about 25 years old. Like your feelings and thoughts, a lot of that shit is going to change. Like you ain't nowhere yet. Like, yeah, you got a lot of information, but a lot of the information that you're getting right now, you don't even fully understand it yet. Like, it's crazy to think that a 16-year-old is trying to tell a 40-year-old something. Like, you ain't even lived life yet. Like, calm down. They've been, dude, I'm telling you. I remember I was watching this documentary uh, with with Bobby Kennedy, about Bobby Kennedy, and he was talking about and I, I want to say this is 1960-something, maybe like 1971 or something like that, and he was talking about climate change. And I remember that he said, he was like proposing some tax or something like that. And I remember he said something about, hey, if we don't get this stuff right, the city of New York is going to be under such a thick smog by the year 2000 that everybody's going to have to walk around with gas masks. Uh, he said that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't think anything changed in New York. If, if anything, I think I think things in New York are a lot worse. Like anybody, that, most of the people that tell me they go to New York, they say it's pretty dirty. They say it's kind of nasty there. But for the most part, I mean, it's still cool. Like it's like people used to it. It's like San Francisco. It's like, yeah, you got your dirty part. But like there are still some beautiful livable, livable parts. Like it is what it is. But I'm pretty sure Bobby Kennedy has nothing to do with that. I'm pretty sure a lot of politicians don't have a lot to do with that because I don't think there's any city in America that people don't complain about. Basically, and then you go to another city, it's like, oh, yeah, this city's so great, this city's so great. Shoot, after about three or four days, every city is the same. Pretty much. Vegas, you get used to Vegas is great for three days. Shit, after three days? Bro, them neon lights get old real quick. Quick. Real quick. And I, and I, I mean, I actually know people that actually lived in Vegas. They said living in Vegas is cool, but it's like, I mean... The strip is where the money is at, so I'm, I'm sure everybody that lives in Vegas, although they live in the, you know, maybe live in the suburbs or something like, it always comes back to the strip because I mean, that's a that's a constant resource resource of income for a lot of Las Vegas. I can't even be bad at Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a beautiful city. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. But I'm like I said, like like you said, man, this shit can get annoying real quick, man. But yeah, man, I just I, I, it just bothers me that people are more in the mindset of, you know, just constantly wanting to learn. And even with wanting to learn, like, it, I, I, it's funny. I don't know if anybody's noticing. I, I could be, I'm very annoying on Twitter these days because just because I can be. But I started this thread. Oh, yeah. I've seen the thread. Yeah, yeah. And the, the, uh, let me, let, I want to I wanna see. The, the thread, uh, basically, the, the purpose of the thread is I, I'm basically, when I see something on Twitter that's bullshit, I repost it. Because the purpose of the, I say the, the the main purpose of the tweet is it says repeating a lie over and over to the masses is highly effective. And if you see this thread on my page, you'll see that it's a bunch of stuff on there that's questionable. Like it's like very questionable. I think my favorite one that I saw, uh let me see, let me see. Uh my favorite one that I saw, oh, it was that one about the uh, Kansas officer. Shocked at vulgar, vulgar, vulgar message on his McDonald's coffee cup. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah, I, I got, I got him pulled up right now. And what happened to that shit a couple days later? It was under. It was a joke. First, it was a. It was swept under the rug. No, it, let's see. It had become a joke first. I think it became a joke first, and then it was swept under the rug. Because I remember I sent you the one yep. where it was like something, something with the sweet ass and nice tits, and you, you know, they, they wrote that on their own cup or something like that. It became yeah, a joke, and then, and then it just faded. It to became blank. a joke because it turned out that this was a lie. Oh yeah, like that didn't happen, and that, and that officer got fired. 
And I just, and I just, I just, I, I find this type of stuff funny. So I'm like, just saving it because I found it intriguing that when the decade ended, you know, Lord willing, I'm out, I'm still alive by the end of this decade. I just feel like it'd be funny to just come back to this shit and just like see some stuff. Like even with this, uh, this Teen Vogue article, it says, turns out you can get P- PTSD from your ancestors. Like, nigga, what? <laughs> and just imagine people just keep hearing that shit. You, this shit is being, this shit is being, you know, promoted to teenagers. So a lot of teenagers don't have that that mindset of questioning stuff. So they see and it's like, oh, okay, PTSD, whatever that is. And then like, and then they're like, oh, passed down from your ancestors. So even if they even look into it just a little bit, they get a little bit of information, and all they know is, oh, it can be passed down from my ancestors. And in turn, what does that mean? It's gonna be another excuse for our young, our youngsters, or our Americans to have. I got PTSD, nigga. What? I can inherit PTSD. <sighs> That's where we at in America right now, bro. You can you can inherit PTSD. I'm just trying to think about shit that I've experienced in my life, and if my child were to say, "Oh yeah, I got I got that PTSD from you, Dad." Like it? Oh, you remember you blew out your knee? Yeah, my knee aches. I, I got that. I got that PTSD from you. I, I have. I have a fear of 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 knee injuries. I I didn't even read the article. Not even go lie. I, in that moment, I was just so disgusted by the headline, I wasn't even interested. But I'm pretty sure that is something in there that has to do with the fact that you know black people. You know, we were once slaves because you know, the liberal America they love to remind us that we were slaves. Um, I'm pretty sure that they're, they're going to in turn use it as a, some way to be like, you know, black people are the way they are because their ancestors went through slavery and that's, it is what it is. Nah, bro. I'm not going to, me, I don't practice that victim mentality. So I'm not going to even, I'm not going to go there. Um, uh, if I have any type of PTSD, it's from the experiences that my eye saw. Nothing passed down through genes because the dangerous thing about saying, PTSD could be passed down from your ancestors. That opens up a whole nother, a whole can of worms, which I won't get to, into today. But you got to think about that. You're talking about PTSD from ancestors being passed down to somebody in in 2029. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. It it, it, it makes it makes there. zero sense to me. Zero logical sense to me. It's it's like how how just explain to me how because you have this information. You're more susceptible to it. You didn't live it. Like I said, clearly, I'm not interested in reading the article. Maybe I will learn something from it. I'm just not interested in that type of stuff because in the end, what am I going to really learn from it? Like, it's not going to make me feel any different way about the circumstances in my life. It's just not. Like, one thing I learned about last decade for sure is People love these type of buzzwords. People like buzzwords like toxic, trauma, PTSD, mental illness, mental health. Like people love all these buzzwords because in turn these buzzwords become excuses. They 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 always it always turns out somebody that could be like, oh yeah, I could latch on to that too and use that as an excuse. I never heard narcissism so much until last year. Well, I heard the term narcissism so damn much in the last two years. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. You think it was narcissism a new dictionary isn't... word? Oh, man. I get it, man. In my honest opinion, I don't know if you agree with this, 
<clears throat> but I think narcissism is a new norm in society. Like I feel like with the social media culture, <clears throat> it's almost if you're not narcissistic, that's like super counterculture. It's it's, it's like mental health. If you're if you're not going <clears throat> to therapy, people are looking at you like, man, you should go. Like something's wrong with you. Like you should really go. Like it, 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 they normalized it to take away the effects of it. Definitely, <laughs> that's pretty much what we've been talking about all week. The mass manipulation, bro. Like that shit is so fucking effective, man. Like, as you know, I binged all the Star Wars over the over my little New Year's break, and for my birthday, pretty much that's what I did. When I was binging Star Wars. That was a treat to myself. And you really didn't go off, my, off grid like I thought you would. I really could, man. My mama wouldn't have had that shit, man. It was kind of tough. And then my brother, my brother, and then my brother came down from Colorado, so I really uh, couldn't just like off grid, which was which was which was cool. Like I I went off grid probably like after six or seven o'clock, but then I I came back. I, my whole purpose for my actual birthday was to relax and chill. And like I said, I was able to get through all the Star Wars. And um, I think my biggest takeaway from Star Wars is it's once again like mass manipulation is wild because like. I would argue that Princess Leia is a feminist icon. And like, I don't understand, like, people people constantly are always saying that, you know, there are no there are no women in movies and blah blah blah. But, but hold on, like, Star Wars is one of the biggest franchises in history. Mm-hmm. And the one of the focal points of Star Wars is Princess Leia to this day. You know, so I, I don't understand. Like, and she would to me, when I saw her on screen. Outside of the fact that they start they starved her, uh, <laughs> that's all. That's a whole nother thing. But when I saw Princess Leia on screen, like I saw a respectable woman, like she she carried herself well. She wasn't no punk, yeah. And she was realistic too. She handled that blaster. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't she wasn't unrealistic like the warrior princess from The Witcher. Like that was nonsense. That was pure nonsense. I don't think you've seen The Witcher yet. Wouldn't waste my time on it really. Uh, like I said, I, I I don't think it was trash. I just think it was I think it was very average. Uh, they need they need better writers for sure. But like, it was so much feminist propaganda in that, and I'm like, people are seeing this stuff, and to me, they're getting the wrong message, in my opinion. Like, when I see this stuff now, I see it as you're really trying to convince me that I'm supposed to be scared of women or something, and women are this strong, like. And you gotta, you at least gotta see one episode. To see, you'll see exactly what I mean when I talk about Warrior Princess. Because once again, I've seen Wonder Woman's, I've seen Xena, like I've seen strong female characters on the television. But now it's getting to the point where it's like it's getting unrealistic and disrespectful because like now you're playing with my intelligence. That's how no. that's how I feel about the whole like even in um Endgame it's like you know you bring this you make this moment where you know you bring all the women together and it, you know it's an empowerment but you can just like you know you you deal you build Hercules over you know you build a strong male character and you build a good story around him you can take a strong female character and build a good story around her I think where they're failing is they're not actually just trying to build a good story around them. And they're just saying, okay, you know, we're going to throw them out here and we're just going to make them all powerful. Like, you could have built a great story around Captain Marvel, but you really did. You could have. You, you just put, you're just like, oh, she's a woman and that's all we need. 
Like, no, build a good story around her so it's not like, yo, you know, women are powerful, women are strong. Like, no, this is a great story. This is, you know, this is the equivalent of DC Superman. Like, this is this is where, where she stands. Like, even in, in Endgame, when she fought Thanos, it's like, you know, you, you, you put her there and everybody's like, oh, shit, here's the strongest the strongest being against the strongest being. Then he takes one of, one of the Infinity Stones and knocks her block off. Like... <laughs> And then they're they're going out of the way to be like, hey, just want to remind everybody that Scarlet Witch is the strongest Avenger. We don't care. Like it's fucking fiction. We really don't care. Tell me that's, a great story. That's why, like. that's why I'm here. Tell that's me a great it. story. That's all. That's all I want. That's why I loved Wonder Woman. Like it didn't feel like you were constantly in my. I've never watched a male-led movie and felt like they were constantly trying to tell you, oh, the man, the man, the man that is the strongest. Oh, it's because you're so used to it. You stay in the patriarch. No, motherfucker. It's because when it's all said and done, if I'm watching a Die Hard movie, like it feels more realistic. If I'm watching James Bond, his actions and things that he can do feels more realistic than when I'm watching Atomic Blonde or when I'm watching fucking Hunger Games. Like it, it, it seems far fetched at times. But I, but I still enjoyed Hunger Games. I kind of enjoyed Atomic Bomb. Uh, atomic blonde but the reality is like a five foot four 110 pound woman is not beating up a bunch of 300 pound bodyguards it ain't happening it just ain't happening it's just as far-fetched as me watching a movie with liam neeson and he's 70 <laughs> years old running through kicking niggas act like nah bro i don't it's, believe it. it's, it's like cool it's like our henchmen a dime a dozen these days because these Come niggas on, is bro. trash one Come guy on, ran bro. through 15 of y'all Come on, bruh. And then, I'm and just then, saying, like, and then even you like um that movie Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? Yeah. Or, or what was the Beautiful sequel? Movie. Uh uh Kick the Hornet's Nest or something something about the spider web or something. Oh uh, yeah, well, yeah, I got I got you. Go ahead. Yeah, but but like that to me that was a strong female character. She wasn't out here overpowering Fair. a bunch of people. She was using her brain and she was shooting shit out of niggas. Definitely, definitely. Like Definitely, that, like, like I, that's what that's like. If you want to build a female character for me, in my opinion, and like and like I said earlier, this is just my opinion. You know, yes, let me, she let me stop can be. You real quick. Go ahead. Let me stop you real quick. You said something that was real important. You said if you want to build a female character for me, and I and the reason I think that it's very important that you said that is because when I think of action movies, I think the primary target of these movies is men. So once again, I'm I'm gonna just take it and say, if you want to build a female character for your primer, your primary audience, now go ahead, say what you were gonna say. If you're building that for me, let me know or or make it make it realistic. Hey, I know I can't go in here and outpower five men that are 220 pounds, work out all the time, and all know jujitsu. So let me outsmart them, set booby traps and everything, because women are women are are. Are, are categorized as a smarter gender. So so put that uh-huh. out there. E- hell, even in Kill Bill. Yeah. Like she yeah, wasn't just out here yeah. overpowering. She was taking ass whoopings and she was giving ass whoopings. Even oh, though yeah, Kill Bill yeah. wasn't realistic at all. But at the same time, you had the understanding of, okay, she's just not o- over here choke slamming 230 pound men and she five foot five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight up, man. I mean, come on, man. You had a generation of men you have a generation of men right now that grew up playing Tomb Raider. Come on, cuz. Like, really, though. Like, in Tomb Raider, the beautiful thing, and even the new Tomb Raider to me was cool because 
you you saw the weakness in her, <clears throat> but then you saw her strength too, and it was still more realistic than what they try to deliver us with a lot of this bullshit. Like, and and it, and they deliver it in a way that once again it is insulting to the intelligence of most males. Like I said, if I'm watching if I'm watching Tomb Raider, if I'm watching Hunger Games, like like I'm enjoying the story around it, and I and I get this unique protagonist and the unlikely the unlikely heroine beautiful but you just coming at me telling me like like the new charlie's angels and the new ghostbusters see one of the biggest flaws in what hollywood is doing by trying to push this this feminist propaganda is they're trying to once again they're trying to rewrite history so you try to you try to rewrite charlie's angel in a way that charlie's angel is is it i, I once again i didn't even watch it but from what I understood, you chose characters that weren't even believable. Like the the actors you chose, they just didn't have that intimidating look. Like you can even look at the two thousand Charlie's Angel. Like these are these are tall, tough look. Like Cameron Diaz in her in her in her prime. Like she was actually a tall, imposing looking woman. Lucy Liu, like come on. And then you come give us Christian uh, Christian Stewart and, and uh, another couple frail looking girls. Like it's not believable and then you give us this snarky dialogue that is insulting to men and you think you think men are just gonna sit by oh we're we, we gonna take this and then what happens your movie flops what's what's the guy that um plays sheldon on big bang theory i can't think of his name right now but but what if he was cast as thor <laughs> damn what dog it, it's not believable <laughs> Especially if you're going based off of a, of a past tale or a comic book or something like that, yeah, you might be switching it up to you know appeal to a new audience or something like that. But that's not believable. It ain't believable at all, man. I mean, um, that, that that's actually that's actually a good one because uh, it just it, it balances the argument a whole lot. And when I think about Thor, even like the the main reason. That Thor does well because I, I personally think the whole the whole Thor trilogy was garbage. Really, when you take it, when you really, when you really split them all up, I mean, yeah, you could say the last one was the best one or whatever, but I think the whole Thor trilogy was garbage. But the thing that about Thor though, the Thor was the Adonis that women love, the long, six foot, muscular, you know, blue eyed, blonde guy. Like, come on, like that is what if you want to if you want to have a primary audience engaged. Your protagonist better be believable. Sheldon Cooper as your as Thor would not be believable. I'm sorry, like my guy, my guy Jim Parsons from from the streets of H Town. He is not, he is not a believable Thor. I'm sorry, like that's the perfect example. Like I said, if you're gonna if you're gonna put us in the position, and, and like I said, even with the Warrior Princess and the Witcher, like I felt what they were trying to do. And it was just like, man, like, really? Like, when I think of kings and queens, like, I never look at a queen for the, I don't look at queen for her, for her bronze and strength. I'm looking at a, a queen for her, her mentality, her, her, you know, probably being strategic, probably being more mild mannered and less aggressive and being able to make good decisions. This queen, this warrior princess or whatever, she was the exact opposite, and that's why she met her fate. Like there was no balance there. You just got 
you got a, you got two masculine people trying to lead a kingdom and then your kingdom fails. Okay, good luck with that. Yeah, that in that sense, it was very realistic because you got two fucking overly aggressive idiots trying to run a kingdom. It don't work like that. Balance. Balance is crucial in every aspect of life. Thanos tried to t- teach them, but they weren't listening. Ooh, I didn't even think about that, man. I didn't even think about that. Like, my bad. That just slipped out. <laughs> that just slipped out, Brian. I, 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 I know what you're channeling this year, so I, 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 know, I, know, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I quote unquote know the vibes. Hey, those Omega Beams are coming. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, it's just wild, man. Like, it, it, it just the thing about <laughs> making things believable. Although I, I wasn't the biggest fan of you season two, I think the thing that makes you season two believable in a sense is because when you think about the archetype of a serial killer, a lot of people they go to the Ted Bundys, they go to the Jeffrey Dahmers, they go to the you know they go to you know whoever they go to. And it's always the mild-mannered, sweet, white guy that probably works at your local barista. And, you know, like, literally, like, and he delivered that so well. So well to the point that you has a very large fan base that love the fact that this nigga is toxic as fuck. What did that tweet say? I hope this toxic ass show lasts for 10 seasons. Bro. They love it, man. They love it. And, and basically, when I, when I ended off with 2019 and the question that we keep asking, we keep asking this question, are women happier in toxic relationships? Or I feel like I'm asking, are people happier in toxic? Like, are people in general, do they feel more alive in, in toxic relationships? They, they have to. They, they, they have like, to. They see you, have, you have They're to like, have oh. some kind of drama. They salivate for it, bro. If, if everything's going too well, there's no excitement here. This is this is nah. this is boring. He goes to work, he comes home, you know, he doesn't turn his phone upside down. I don't have to worry about nothing. This is boring. This guy's dependable. He think <sighs> he remembers small things about me. Nah, he got he gotta be killing somebody on the side. He gotta have somebody in a plastic fucking box, a plastic dungeon in his basement. Torturing her to death, and that shit gonna get the women wet, like straight up, straight up. Because if that nigga, if that nigga, that nigga, that level of toxic, he finna get all the pussy. All of it. If if bro, side note, Joe's hat is the equivalent of Clark Kent's glasses. That nigga Goldberg fool, bro. He put that cap on, boy. He swore to God he is in supreme stealth mode. I'm like, bro, bro, are you serious? I see you. What are you doing? That nigga's a fucking creep, bro. Like, you like people are like, oh, these niggas tripping. These niggas breaking down a fucking Netflix show. Nah, y'all tripping because I'm pat like. 2015, 2014, when social media was like, you know, kind of like in the midst of its reign, like I didn't really take people's social media too serious. I'm taking y'all social media serious now because they mean a whole lot now. Like I think 10, 15 years from now, there's going to be a lot of coding going on to understand what a lot of shit meant. And they're going to be able to break down a lot of y'all shit and they're going to see the patterns 
because a lot of y'all doing and saying shit on social media that means a whole lot of something. That shit don't mean... I'm not finna sit there and sweep that shit under the rug. Nah, y'all fucking insane. Y'all posting... Y'all be talking... I think a chick posted some shit about... Uh, he uh he 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 stalks your page, you know. He knows your sh- he knows where you like to go to eat and blah blah blah. Energy. What? I'm not stalking you. I'm not trying to learn shit about your ex. I don't. I'm not going to be collecting your panties. I'm not doing any of that shit. If that's the type of energy you want, cool. Go get you a Jeffrey Dahmer. Go get you a Ted Bundy. I ain't the one. At, at that point, I, I the need one. a therapist. I'm wilding. I'm trying to. I'm trying to cook. I'm driving by her house, just randomly seeing if she there, or seeing who there. You know, I'm I'm busting in the, the the steel underwear. I need a therapist. My mental health is all the way off. I swear to God, I sit there. I sit here and like I just I scroll my timeline. I just see stuff. I should I go outside now sometimes and I just be like listening to people conversations and I really be like, man, am I fucking crazy? I gotta be crazy. I gotta be, man. Uh, and, and I just, I've been saying that, I was, I was like, I'm, maybe I'm just different. Because, like, to me, that, that makes no sense. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just different. Like, because I don't, I wish I, there's, some, there's, some, there's some things that I would think about doing, don't get me wrong, but then at the end of that, I was like, that's just crazy. Why would I do such a crazy thing? I'm not going to do that. That's why I tell that's why I say, man, like, I know people's impression of me i know that when a person is like you know well you know you you seem like you know you're you're negative you know i don't know what you went through with these other girls who hurt you and blah 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 see like with me what people fail to realize is like i'm pretty for i'm pretty forthright like I'm, i'm up up front with what i gotta say i say what i gotta say and if if there's a problem i'm gonna move around I'm not finna bring you that toxicity and that drama. Like I'm not finna be problematic. And if that makes me a negative person, if that makes me insane because I'm not a stalker, man, I'm cool with that. Because my my level of the level of peace that I have achieved in my life, I'm cool. Like I know I like peace, but I'm almost certain that the modern man and the modern women they do not enjoy peace whatsoever. They can't. They can't. Because peace makes you comfortable. And I don't think man, the modern man or the modern lovely, woman man. wants to be comfortable. I think they want to think that they're living a, a, an action movie or a video game thriller or, you know, they're spies or something. I think that's what they, they strive for to, to to have some kind. That's what I think people that cheat really look for is some level of, of thrill. thrill. It's because like, oh, I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. I could get caught. I got a lot to be here. I got a lot to do this. And it's like you're looking for some kind of thrill. And then when the thrill is gone... Or when you fuck it up, then you're like, man, I really wish I just had my peace. My guy, my mama told me straight up, man, you know, speaking from, you know, from a Nigerian woman's perspective. I mean, she told me straight up. She was like, she sees American, she sees American women, black American women, especially. And like, she knows for a fact that like drama gets them going. Drama keeps them interested. If you're not providing that drama for them, then they're gonna get bored of you and find it somewhere else. And like, I mean, and that's just she that's just something that she just noticed, you know, working in the medical field and just, you know, just peeping game. Like she said that in so many words, and I was like, you know, I, I'd have to agree. Like, I honestly feel like 
if you're too good, you, if you're if you're good in a sense of like you're doing things that you think are the traditional methods or the traditional ways of caring and being being there for a woman, you're gonna get ran the fuck over. You you're gonna get ran the fuck over, especially if this chick is like has the mental if that has the mentality of like a dime piece. If this if this woman thinks very highly of herself, she's gonna run you over if you're too nice. That's what we're dealing with in in this day and age. But I've actually I, I don't know if you saw my blog blog post earlier, but like I've actually noticed that that's just something like that's a norm in the black community. Like if you ever came across a a, a black family where there's a, a black dad and a black woman, uh, of course you know the traditional way. Um, <laughs> it's very likely that the 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 male behind closed doors. I mean, a lot of us, you know, we 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 saw black dads, we saw black moms growing up. You know, for the most part, like, you know, like I, I you know, I, I knew some respectable ones, but like, we didn't get to see the dynamic. We didn't get to see how they function on a day to day basis. But when I really think about it, I'm almost certain that most black dads were more submissive and kind of took the beta male position. Like, I'm almost certain of it because the ones that didn't were probably the ones that were were pushed to the point of being abusive or they may just be naturally abusive or whatever. But for the most part, the ones that lasted a lot longer, they kept the happy wife, happy life mentality. And I'm sorry, if a man takes that position, he's automatically a beta male simp to me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, and... And it, that those may seem like insults, but I'm just letting you know that you have reduced your value and your worth to submit to a woman. Like that's insane. Like to me, that's not even if if, if y'all are Christian and y'all believe in the word, like it ain't even supposed to go like that. That's why I feel like, hey, do what you do, get married, that's cool. But if you're a submissive man. I just find that shit strange, but I've noticed in the black community there are a lot of behind behind closed door submissive men in our community, and the and the women were running all over them. Like that's just always been the case. I don't think that's even really anything new. I just think that I never got to see it with my own eyes until I like start asking. I seen it one time, and I never I never picked up on it because. I kind of saw it in passing and, and I was cool with the dad. So I never really worried about it. But when I look back on it after my eyes opened up, I realized I was like, man, that nigga was, that nigga was getting ran over. Like that nigga, his life must've sucked. And like the nigga, the dude, he was a real good dude. But at right, right now today, I'm almost certain that he's on his own. All his kids are grown and gone. And he probably got the short end of the stick at the end of the day because I mean, he's the man, and he and, and I, I I know that he had to I, I know that they end up getting a divorce, and I know when a man is in that position where he technically walks out on his family, like he's never gonna be look he's never they're never gonna feel any sympathy for him. Uh, to me, when I I think about that, I think that especially well, that's a different generation. I think in our generation now, it's like we're not really thinking about forever. I think we're thinking like, hey, let's get married. It lasts four or five years. But hey, you know, we'll be happy for the majority of that time, you know, until we get to the end when it's like, all right, we've overstayed our welcome and it's time to move on. I don't think we look at look at it as forever anymore. 
and the, and to go back to what you said about um, the, the typical male being a simp, I think it, it was just kind of like a hey, I'm you know you 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 chirp and you do all this and and everything and yeah, I just let you I just let you handle it. But when I say something, my word carries a lot of power because I'm not saying a lot. I think that's what yeah. it was. So I think I I don't I don't think it was typically him uh, a male being beta. But I was just thinking, it's like, look, when I say something, it, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna mean something. I'm not just saying, you know, random stuff and getting to arbitrary stuff around the house that you should be able to handle. But like, you know, if the kids are running over you and you're not, you're not handling, it, and I say, hey, y'all sit y'all asses down. It's like, okay, this is something different because dad has gotten into it and he does just arbitrarily. Be, kids, could you be quiet? You know, I'm trying to work. Or hey, go to your rooms and do this. Like, hey, no, y'all sit y'all asses down. Like See, it, that's it, funny. it's a level of authority to it. I feel like that's the only time I, I actually saw a lot of the black male male fathers in my life have any real power when it was over the kids in like this like a setting like that. But like but like like what I'm saying like when it comes to the household as a whole, like he I feel like they submitted to the woman. Like oh yeah, it was it even even like me. I don't I don't find myself to be any type of royalty. Like I'm not a king. I don't want no fucking queen. I don't I don't I'm not gonna have no prince or no fucking princess. Like I jokingly may say, you know, king well and shit like that, but in reality, like I don't consider myself any of that shit. Like to me that shit is wild and like even if I was dealing with a, a life partner, like, you're not my queen. You're not a queen. Okay? Let's this is not a fantasy world. This is not Lord <laughs> of the Rings. All right. Let's like like really. So what I'm saying is like when they're in that household and they get to that mindset of like I'm king, you're queen, like it's almost like they feel like the queen has to reign supreme in order to keep her, to keep her sanity, to keep her sane, to keep her, to keep her cool. Cause if she, if she, if the nowadays it seems like, and especially in our community, it feels like the minute you try to tell a black woman to submit, like you, you cross the line. Like she, like nigga, who are you? Mm -hmm. And I'm, and once again, like that's fine. If, if, if men out there are cool with that, that's fine. I'm just saying, like, me as a man, like, I just feel like, nah, like, what the fuck? What am I do that for? Why? It doesn't, it doesn't make, like, why? It doesn't make sense to me. I, I don't, I don't, I don't personally need or require somebody to, like, run my household. Like, if we're, like, like you've always said, like, personally, I, I think in today's, in today's dating, in today's dating era, in today's marriage life, like, we can pretend like things are equal, but I don't think that it's ever going to be equal. Like, I don't think people are that fair. I feel like me and you may know a couple of people that may have that type of relationship. But for the most part, I think for the I think I think a lot of guys are going through that struggle to where they're in situations where they definitely know like, hey, they like Lego, man. They know, like, I got to work these brownie points in order for my for, for my wife to let me get this Millennium Falcon. I need to I need to be on good I need to be on good terms with with my with with Bay, so I can go out for the night with my guys. Oh, if if um if I come home late tonight, you know Bay is gonna spank me. Like what the fuck is this your mother? That's the problem with that's my problem. Like like no, like I'm not trying to get in a relationship with my mom. Like if, you, what the fuck? Even with even with the, the the Lego guy, you know, I built up all these brownie points. This that and other. That's why I believe in separate accounts. You work hard for your money. I'm not going to tell you how to spend it. 
as long as as I chose the right person, that's gonna make sure. Hey, we paid our bills on time, and we put some aside in case it starts raining. I don't care what else you do with your money, and I work hard for mine, and I'd expect that same respect. Yeah, if if you if you coming up short at every month, hey babe, I need some money for gas. I need some for this. I'm start looking. It's like okay, what what are you buying? You know how how are you not managing your money because that's the money that you earn. If you, but some people's like, okay, I'm bad at finances. I need you to manage all the money, and that's cool, and that works for y'all. But for me, being a financial person, hey, I, I can manage my own money. I've been managing for a long time, and I don't want to manage yours because I don't know how you prioritize your money. This is gonna be the first time Well EF does this, but I'm definitely gonna try to provide a solution. Because, I mean, I know on the No Boundaries podcast, we tend to just bitch and complain, I guess you can say, and we just judge people. But um, my honest thought, my honest solution to the today's dating world is um, you got to find somebody that is actually a partner. You, you, And I've said this before. Like, you got to find somebody that's actually a teammate. You got you to gotta find somebody that's actually trying to ride alongside of you. Because I, I don't like when I'm in the mall and I see guys walking behind their girls like sad fucking puppies. And I, and I really don't care to see... <laughs> like he just trying, doesn't want to be there. Because he doesn't. That, that's, no, body language is universal. You, The dude's straddling behind this girl. He's keeping a distance and his head down. He and his phone. He's looking everywhere else. He don't want to be there. He probably want to be out with his boys. Probably want to be hooping or something. Might, might want to be on the 2K or Call of Duty. He don't want to be there. But... Society has lied to us men for so long, and, and it's, it's effective, it's mass manipulation, that they feel like a man in a relationship feels like the only way to be successful in a relationship is to let his woman run over him. I don't pay attention to the white community. I don't give a damn about what's going on there. But for the most part, in a black community, I see it a whole lot, and it's very shocking to me. Because like I said, man, like, I never truly know what a guy really wants to do. But when I start talking about like, when I start thinking about a man's nature and how a man ticks when he's single, I find it hard to believe that a lot of the stuff he does when he, he does when he's a relationship is like genuinely him. I find a lot of shit that men, modern men do today is highly questionable in a relationship. Like it's, I don't see why a guy would think that because I saw some dumb shit today on social media where a dude was saying something along the lines of like it's always broke niggas complaining about how a nigga treat his girl with his money but see this is my thing I know a lot of one sided relationships to where a lot of guys are on some it ain't tricking if you got it shit mm-hmm. like rap rap is rap is Rap is a social engineering tool that has been highly effective for years. Like when I think of songs like T.I.'s Whatever You Like, you know, Make It Rain, uh, you know, the, the thought process if it ain't tricking if you got it. Like that that type of condition and had guys thinking like, hey, I got this bread. I can spend it on a chick. Like, bro, you got this bread. Spend it on your motherfucking self just like she would. That's my mindset. Like I feel like, yeah, reward your woman if she actually earned it if she earned it and she deserves it cool but spoiling a woman just because she gives you sex or because she quote unquote loves you is fucking stupid it's not a it's not a smart mentality to have because once again 
What did I say happens earlier when you start getting too nice to a chick? She walk over you. Just saying, man. It's eventually going to happen. When she starts getting all your bread for doing very little, for doing the bare minimum, what is what is going to put her in a position to actually strive to be a better woman? Like, eventually, she's just going to get lazy. She's going to get complacent. And what ruins a lot of relationships? Complacency. Very much so. So you, so so black men putting on their capes for black women and saying, "Oh, you gotta do all that." Nah, bro, I need a partner. I don't even not need. I don't not need, but you need a partner. You need somebody that's gonna ride on the side of you and gonna hold you down just as much as you hold her down. If you really can't come to that understanding, then I, I feel like I feel like your relationship is bound to fail. That's why I don't really necessarily say. A marriage is only gonna last four or five years, like because on average, most marriages last between about eight and twelve years these days. My thing is, I think relationships will last. I think a marriage will last a lot longer if people start looking at them as like you've always said for years now as a business arrangement. But at the same time, we're coming into this with equal power. Like it's 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 a it's a it's a fair amount of power that we both can execute at any given time like exactly. that's just how it's supposed to be and I, I still i still believe in the the thought process of have like like you do like you do at a job you have your meetings you have your you have your daily meetings you may have your weekly meetings like it's very important to communicate problems and not only problems but the successes in a relationship what's going good it's it's very important to start structuring relationships like that today because I think too many people are just going through the motions of what they think a relationship looks like or what it's supposed to be like and that's why they crumble because everybody's just acting. Yeah. Oh, this oh, we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to take take the picture where I'm walking away and he's holding my hand because that's what they're doing on social media. You know, I'm su- I'm supposed to do these gender reveals because that's what they're doing on social media or I'm supposed to, you know, be married by 25 because, you know, three of my friends were married by 25 and, you know, those are my closest friends and, you know, I consider us to be a lot alike. It's like you're living your life based on those people that are around you and not based on what you really truly want and desire. And that's what's fucking up a lot of people like men and women like you may want you men may be out here wanting to get married and wanting to have kids and not be out here in these streets. But they live in their life based on their homeboys because their homeboys are, are hoes. They just like to get out there and hoe. And he's like, well, shoot, my boy's knocking off all these women. I need to be knocking off all these women, too. And that's not really what you want to do. That ain't really you, Kim, folk. That's not that's you. That's not really you. That's not that's your not name, you, B. <laughs> I'm a, I got a question for you, man. Talk to me. How do you feel like being when you're in a relationship with a woman and she has a girl's night out? How do you feel about girls' night out? I feel no way. Like, a matter of fact, if girls' night out is at a club, like girls' night out is at you know, the, the, you know, the, the girl, meta, girls' night out, even a girls' trip. Like, how do you feel about those? Like, like in all honesty, like what is what type of mind frame are you in when she's like when she comes, she's like, oh, you know, we're playing the girls' trip or we're going to girls' night out. You know, like how does that make you feel? I feel no ways. Like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah. When y'all going? Yeah, how long y'all gonna be there? Where y'all gonna be staying at? Like, I want safety information. I'm not gonna sit there and, and lay out any rules of like, hey, uh, don't flirt with any other guys. Don't um, uh, don't be doing whole shit that your homegirls are doing. I don't, I don't 
put myself in that mentality of having to tell you that because I'm confident in the person that I've chosen to be my wife or girlfriend. So we know these rules. I don't have to refresh you and tell you, hey, by the way, I'm not okay with this shit. You should already know because that's some shit that you wouldn't be okay with. So I've never felt like, okay, I need to tell you what you can and can't do. Hey, just let me know where you are, you know, and and make sure you're safe. Like, even if you're on a girl's trip, like, oh, yeah, we're doing this and then we finna do this. Hey, go have fun. Hit me up later. Hit me up when you get back to the room. Like, you know, don't be sitting here and like be a part of the group. Enjoy the trip. Don't feel like you have to talk to me every minute of every day. Yeah, I want to hear from you. Yeah, make sure that you're okay. Make sure you're having a good time. But at the same time, have that good time. Be there. Experience it. I was reading something, and uh, the shit made me laugh, man, because, like, once again, I, I ventured off into a dangerous place. Uh, it's, it's Reddit. <laughs> uh, and they had this. They have this. <laughs> Reddit is a dangerous place, man. They have this marriage forum I was reading, bro. I was just going through it, man. And like, bro, once again, we're talking about married people. And I never thought about it like this. Because like with you, what you said, like, I agree with you. Like, I feel like, yeah, cool. You know, had your girl's trip. Like, because in my mentality, the last relationship I was in, like, I was like, whatever. But the dude on the forum was like, you know, hey, you know, I'm going to be honest with you guys out there. Like, you might think that you know, hey, you, you, you're you're allowing, because you got once you got to understand something like, your the woman or your wife is coming to you with the mindset of like, hey, I'm going out on a girls trip. She may not be asking you for your permission, but she's letting you know at that moment that like, hey, I'm finna go hang out with the girls. And it was funny because you said something in there that basically was said on the Reddit site. They basically were like, well. If she hang with a bunch of hoes, you'd be a damn fool to think she ain't finna be out there hoeing like your like her homegirls. It's, it's just being real. Yeah. And he basically got to the point where he was like, "Well, my girl knows when she goes out with her friends, like in certain places that it's just off limits because there are certain places there. It's just not realistic for you to think that." your girl is going to be the only saint in the group. She's just going to be sitting there with her legs folded, reading the Bible inside a club, bro. She finna be in there getting chose. She finna be on there probably grinding on penises. She finna be in there getting drinks. When you talk about getting safety information, but you have to understand something. It's 2020, and they have cup condoms now, and motherfuckers <laughs> putting condoms on cups. Because So all I'm saying is, you have to be, I'm not saying be controlling at all, but I'm saying like, you gotta be realistic. If you got something with you that is hot and attractive, and she's going out into an environment that is dominated by singles, you can't think that she's just gonna be in there 100% innocent. And th- and what I'm getting to with this is, and what, what was basically said on the Reddit thing was, mass manipulation has us thinking that the mindset is as long as she comes home to me or as long as he, he comes home to me, I'm good. That is foolery. Yeah. It really is, bro. Yeah, I'm not good with it's that. Foolery. It's like, weak, like, but like, we've like, all bought into that before. Like you said, there's some reality to it. So I got to sit here and I got to think, okay, like you said, she's going to be... Let's, 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 let's use Vegas as an example because it relates to my life. All right, she's going to be in Vegas. I have to understand that 
it's a singles kind of place. Yep. They party. Oh, like you said. Thank you for using Vegas. <laughs> like, you, like you said, she's going to be grinding on people. You know, is this something that I'm okay with? Of course not. Of course not. But also, I got to think about, okay, what is what are the limitations of the woman that I have? If I know the woman that I have is not going to succumb to peer pressure, if I know the woman that I have is is not out there trolling for dick any goddamn way, I have, to, important. I, have, I have to look at the reality of it. Hey, I know you're going to go to Vegas. I know you're going to flirt. You know, I know you're going to take drinks. Hey, don't come back here after you to fuck somebody. Don't come back here, you know, you net, you got a new male social media friend, y'all DMing all day, or you can exchange numbers. Don't bring that shit back here. I, I, here, here, look, hey, go flirt, go have fun, whatever. But if you done fuck somebody, you done you exchange some numbers, or you done became social media friends, don't bring that shit back here. <laughs> Straight up. Hey, that, that, that's, that's what I wanted to hear. Don't bring, that, don't, don't bring that shit back here because because now you're bringing that back with intentions because women plenty of times. Hey, you know, hey, I bought your girls a round of drinks. Thank you. And they'll move the fuck on. But you didn't exchange stuff. Now, now you bring the shit back home. You didn't you didn't fuck somebody. You got that. You got that soul on you now. And you coming back to take more of my soul. Don't bring that shit back to me. I don't want that. I have I have. Like I said, if I'm if I'm with a ride or die, to, to simplify what you just said, if I'm with a ride or die, if I'm with somebody that's equal with me, we both cool, we both trust each other, we respect each other, fine. But all I'm saying is, in 2020, we know what's going on in these streets. We know, like, and I don't even want to even get any more deeper than that. But I just I just thought it was a concept that I think a lot of people. I mean, along the lines of mass manipulation, I think a lot of people have that mindset. And I still think that that's not a safe mindset to have because as we all know, you know, World War Three is upon us. And uh, <laughs> with World War Three being upon us, you know, a lot of the feminists, you know, start realizing that the kitchen looking pretty good right now. Boy. And what what a lot of what a lot of y'all don't understand is, you know, since the first world war, war bride syndrome has always been a thing. And you, you, for y'all that are not familiar with War Bride Syndrome, it's as simple as this. Um, the bride, you know, she in the kitchen, she at home, she the caretaker. The man goes off to the war, and uh, he come back and his wife pregnant. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, hold on, you know, oh, oh cool. He, you know, he, he raises he raise his kids, and then, you know, 14, 13 years down the line, you know, he decided to take a paternity test because something's just weird, and he realized the kid ain't his. See, let me tell you something. It is a 30% chance of that happening in today. In 30%? It's 30% of that happening, and without any military shit involved. Paternity test, one in three paternity tests come back, and uh, it ain't the fucking father. Like, that's just, that's just the reality. So people need to keep that in mind when... They 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 get they get complacent because men get complacent too. That's a complacency when you don't. I'm not gonna say because you said safeguard a minute ago. I think that's a good word to use, but I can only. I mean, my trust in you does not is not going to save me from the fact that internally you 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 may be a whore. <laughs> like that's it's not gonna save me from that fact 
Just like, just like I go off to, you know, fucking Vietnam or something. I'm fucking a bunch of Vietnamese chicks getting them pregnant. And I just burn out of leave. Like those, th- those two things, the trust is not gonna, it's not gonna. It's, it's not, like, it's not it's strong not, enough to, to. Yeah, like it's 2020. Like y'all have to understand that people have their limitations. People have their wants. People have their desires. Like you said. You got to know that you dealing with a chick that ain't out there strolling for dick. You got to know that you ain't with a hoe. Like, straight up. And that brings me to the point uh, another post that I had saw where somebody was basically like it was basically like a slut shame argument. And I'm just tying this in to say, like, once again mass manipulation has people thinking that being a whore, being a slut is good. It ain't good for either side to be one for sure. Like, I'm going to say it like this. It's not good for either side, male or female, to be running around slanging a dick, getting getting ran through by a bunch of fucking people because cause Amber Rose is telling you it's cool. What? Because you want to be like Brittany Renner. Like, I was I was literally thinking about Amber Rose. Like, Amber Rose been telling y'all that being a slut is cool. She the guy damn near married and pregnant. And she ain't in her, out here thotting and bopping no more. And look at you. Y'all got to stop following these other people. Y'all gotta stop living their lives. 35, eggs about to be dried up, ain't got no kids. You've been you've been you've been jumping from dick to dick for the last 15 years. Amber Rose got two babies. Black China got a baby. Kim K got a whole family. Come on now. Beyonce got a got a got a whole family. Beyonce got a Beyonce never performed that whole life. But I'm just saying, like, y'all gotta think about that shit. Like, y'all not it's almost like you know how somebody calling you and you constantly pressing decline, but the fact of the matter is you know they finna keep calling back until you until you address them mm-hmm. or until you block them. I kind of feel like that's what that's what female nature is these days. Like women women are trying to are trying to move in a way that truly doesn't suit them. And at the end of the day, that female nature gonna eventually creep back in and get a hold of your ass and be like, hey, mom. It's getting close to the time for you to be a mama. You ain't got that many left in you. <laughs> you might want to hunker down. And and see, and it's, it's, it's like they're moving towards being more like men, but they fail to realize what do they always say about men? We're no good. We ain't shit. He got a lot of hoes. He fucking. He want to fuck everything that walk. But here you are trending to be more like what you hate. So in turn, how are we gonna start looking at them? Oh man, shit! What'd you say? She's on the dick carousel. She fucking everybody. <laughs> she ain't no quality she kind of woman. Everybody. You know, and it's kind of like now, now you're the whole trash, the whole trash men that you have to choose from. You're become that. So now, the good men, quote unquote, only have trash women to choose from. So now all of society is basically trash. The, the 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 high quality. Man, I here looking for unicorns, man. <laughs> they out here looking for unicorns, Jay. And, and, and what do we say about unicorns, bro? They don't exist. They don't, man. Like, I'm sorry. If you maybe if you go to Des Moines, maybe if you go to Des Moines, Iowa, or some shit like that, you go off a little podunk town in Wyoming. I don't know. You may find something that's 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 worth building with. But I'm sorry if you're in one of these inner cities looking for a unicorn. Shit, I'm sorry, man. You're going to end up with that disabled goat again. That's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to get. And, and, and you got to understand something. 
I, I, me personally, shit, go out there and jump on the cock carousel all you want. Fuck all the dudes you want. But you can't get upset with a man that looks at you and says, I am not risking getting with you when I know you have an addiction to dick. Because when it's all said and done, when I stop getting it from you, I'm going to be concerned that you finna get it from somewhere else. Because your whole life, you done jumped from dick to dick. So what I expect you to do now, if you don't want mine no more, you're going to find another one. And it's, it's not its it, not even the, the you jump from dick to dick. It's kind of like, I know how it was when I was with you. I know how much you demanded sex or, or how much it was. So when we're not together, I, know, I don't think you're just sulking behind me. No. And women feel the same way. They get with a guy that's a dog. See, that's the thing. That's the thing that makes me laugh. Because a woman, I've seen plenty of women get with a dude that they know a hoe. He, they know he a hoe. And they crying over this dude. I'm like, mama, why is you worried about this nigga? And he 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 got 15, 16 chicks that in rotation. Like you just you 17, but you crying because you ain't got the spot. You, you ain't got the number one spot. You ain't making no sense. It don't make no sense. Because at the end of the day, what's gonna happen? If once he gets a little a little break and he's bored of you, what he finna do? Finna jump into some wet wet that's that he feels is better. Or some wet wet that he used to. Like that's that is the dating cycle that started up in the last decade. And until motherfuckers start hunkering down and realizing, like, hey, bro, like, like, hey, a lot of us, you know, life life is creeping up on us fast. We might want to start reevaluating the decisions that we're making because a whole lot of the people that we looking up to, they got whole families. I'm out here, eggs about to be dried up, been on birth control all my life, they've been through three or four abortions. Like, hey, it's time it's time to hunker down because we know female nature calling y'all. We know what y'all want to do in the next couple of years. We know y'all want to start, you know, set up now to be moms. We know a lot of, and not all of y'all, but but quite a few of y'all. And with, you know, yeah, I think about that. Yeah, I think about that. See, 20, 30 years ago, I think I think it was, you know, women had more of a desire to be moms, to be to be in positions to like have families. Like I don't I don't know what mass I don't know what the social engineering is doing these days, but man, it, to me it's it's a certain type of weirdness to me for for a woman to like a woman doesn't even have to have a, a baby, but I just don't see how a woman doesn't want to have a monogamous relationship. It benefits them so much, and I. I, I'm seeing so many women that would rather be with a cat or a dog than be in a monogamous relationship. And I understand why, <laughs> but I understand why, but yeah, I mean, you're, so, somebody, you're, but somebody you, has you remember, this, you remember Gerald's game, you know, that dog is only loyal as long as you feed him. Ooh, ooh. It, and that's the truth, man. That is, that is the sad truth. But, um, y'all gonna learn out here, man. Cause, uh, a lot of y'all can't y'all can't afford that thirty to forty thousand dollars uh egg storage. Y'all not gonna be out there. You ain't finna be putting up your eggs and freezing them. That shit ain't no chump change. You ain't Cameron Diaz. You ain't got Cameron Diaz money. That shit costs a lot of money to be sitting there freezing your eggs. I know a lot of y'all strong, independent, don't need no man. But guess what? You ain't you ain't walking around with thirty four thousand dollars. Might have thirty four thousand dollars in purses, but you ain't got thirty four thousand dollars to put up to get to freeze your eggs. 
So like I said, may want to reconsider some of your your, your decisions. And if you don't want to be a, if you don't want to be a mom, cool. But you may not want to broadcast that you a thought. I just don't think that's the energy that you want to put out there because no matter what type of man you're dealing with, a man I I don't think I don't think most men are once again with mass manipulation. A lot of simp ass niggas out there are you know married, putting that, putting rings on the finger of these thoughts and these these hoes, but. You know the universal law. Can't turn it home into a housewife. It will come back to bite a lot of you niggas. Believe it or not. So, and and, and, al- and also a lot, of, a lot of y'all women that are pursuing the guy that's popular and you know you know every everywhere y'all go he know you they know him and he's associated with everybody. You know you got to understand that some bad shit come with that. A whole lot of bad shit. I mean that's common sense, Jay. It's not common, it's common sense, sense. Isn't common. I keep forgetting that shit. That's sad. The common sense ain't coming to the point where it ain't even that. That ain't even coming to me. Like my common sense doesn't even register that. Every time I think about it, like that's how it is. So it makes sense. It makes sense, man. But man, twenty twenty gonna be nice, man. As long as as long as a lot of these simp ass niggas out here start realizing they worth, and a lot of these females start understanding that it ain't cool to 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 jump on a thought wave, and 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 it's not it's not cool to think that. You know, being a being a part time prostitute is the wave. Like, shit, got to start changing. Because if not, man, we gonna have more problems in World War Three. Trust me, way more problems. That we already way more problems. We already do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, man, half of y'all crackheads anyway. Half of y'all, can, half of y'all can't run half a mile without falling over and dying. Most of y'all overweight, so y'all really ain't gotta worry about getting drafted anyway. At all. So, Don't worry about it, sweetheart. Don't worry about it. Half y'all on perks, Sandy's lean. Nobody wants y'all in the war, man. Y'all for y'all half y'all suicidal this shit anyway. You fuck around going to Iraq, be on their side. Nobody got time for that shit. Nobody wants y'all little crackhead ass millennials. So y'all ain't got nothing to worry about. I am I I am a firm believer of that. I don't think none of them had nothing to worry about. Cause y'all are some fucking dope head junkies. Like, come on, bro. Half of y'all blind. Half y'all can't. Half, <laughs> half of y'all blind. Can't hear. Can't hear. Y'all wouldn't pass the test to get into the fucking Marines. Barely would pass the driving test thing. again. A bunch of fucking idiots. Talk about, hey, talk about when I get drafted. Nobody want to draft your stupid ass. <laughs> Go up, but get out there and make us look bad. Nigga, you, you, you got off the boat, got shot. Like, like you ever watch those war movies be like, you know, when they just drop them off into the war zone and the first they get shot, it's like, damn, you just got here, nigga. You nigga just got here. Nigga be like, oh, buddy from Suicide Squad. Nigga died the first two minutes of the movie. Like, nigga, you ain't even get to join the game. You made an appearance and you just out of there, my nigga. Come on, bro. But no, man. That's all I got, bro. I just that shit. That shit funny to me, man. That shit. I I can't wait to see how this shit unfold, man. I, I like I like seeing people. Uh, twenty twenty is definitely gonna be Trump derangement syndrome in full effect. Full effect, man. Like, man. Like, if you think your timeline is not annoying now, oh man, wait till May. Wait till June. Whew. A couple weeks before that election, bro, you gonna wanna, you gonna wish we, you gonna wish they shipped your crackhead ass out. But nah, man, what you got? You got words of advice, man? 
we still doing that this year? <laughs> we got to do it. They're not listening. They both. <laughs> and words of advice really be for me, to be honest with you. Like you said, I really be talking to myself like I be on Twitter. Talking to myself, man. No, I, I don't have respect, y'all in this. Respect, respect. Uh, my words of advice are your flaws are what make you beautiful. So make sure that you embrace your own flaws because if you don't embrace them, nobody else will. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I'm, a, I'm, I'm basically gonna repeat something I said in the show. I, um, people put labels on you when, when they're too lazy to truly get to know who you are. And I, I pretty much just like, man, fuck those people. I mean, if 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 somebody's calling you negative, somebody's calling you, you know, you know, pessimistic, whatever, whatever label they putting on you without really truly getting to know you, that mean they don't really, they really don't want to get to know you. They want to, it's, it's that simple. Like, don't let that bog you down. Just, you know, keep moving. Yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. But y'all remember, man, we got the MB snippets finna be coming pretty consistently on YouTube and IGTV. I think it's gonna be fun, especially if y'all. Stop being so damn shy and be, give us feedback. Communicate with us. We try to make this take we try to take this shit to a to another level in 2020. I feel like everybody feels like 2020 is supposed to be some magical year. So fuck it. We're gonna put the work in and try to make it uh, very magical for us. So once again, uh, if you if you're not too lazy and you got three or four minutes, uh shit, if you're on your work computer or whatever, uh venture over to YouTube, subscribe, and by the time you're hearing this, hopefully we have our first snippet up. Um, and once again, the snippets are just gonna be, you know, post that me and Jay talk about for a few minutes, and we just we just want to get some interaction from y'all because, like I said before, if we live it, we learn it. Pretty dope. And with I like that how being you did said, that. I like how you did that though. Pretty dope. I, I'm, I'm just saying, man, I, yeah. I like it, man. It took me, I, you know, I, mean, I, I used to rap, man. I used to rap, but I'm sad I can't rap no more. He <laughs> said, "I'm sad." <laughs> <laughs> shout, shout out to Casey, man. Because uh, <laughs> I know he be wanting to rap too. He, he do, he do, he really do. It feel good, man. It's, it's, a, it's a good feeling, though. But shit, man. But that. Oh my, I'm a bad. Uh, who you got today, man? You got uh, Vikings, Saints. Uh, I got the Cowboys. And with that being said, this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?